All right, everybody, welcome back to the South Baltimore Now podcast. I'm Nate Carper, joined with Kevin Lynch, and we have a special guest today. We have Jeff Osborne of Mate Beer on South Sharp Street. And this is actually the first time we've been able to do a remote recording. And we're at this beautiful location. It was once the former checker spot. Just a stone's throw from M&T Bank Stadium. I got Kevin Lynch, Jeff Osborne, and we're gonna talk about this amazing brewery, get a little bit of information, you know, talk about the world of beer, so. To get started here, Jeff, you have now had meat beer for how long? We opened uh, on the 3rd of September, so it's, what are we, end of November now, so coming up on three months. All oh, right on. Just a little bit of time here. What got you into beer? What got you into the process of making beer and just, and opening a brewery? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's a little bit wild and it was something that was on my radar for years, maybe even a decade or two down the track. And and the opportunity came up when Checker Spot were moving out and some friends of mine called me and said, hey, we got this amazing location and, and Checker Spot have been really good and they've done well and, and they're shifting to their own building and we could potentially take over. Uh, it was a really cool opportunity that they kind of came at me out of the blue and I wasn't expecting it, but I had a friend in Australia who did quite well in a brewery and, and I kind of watched that process and thought, man, that'd be cool to get into one day. Yeah. I've, you know, I've always loved my beer and always like tinkering around with making some stuff, but yeah, this is, this is a whole nother level and it's, it's super cool. That's really cool. When did you start actually making your own beer? Ah, uh, maybe. Or was it you? you, you I mean? No, I, you definitely don't want me making your beer. Okay, um, okay. <laughs> I've hired an amazing brewer, Fitz, who's, who's done a real good job so far. But if I've made it, you, I can't sell that stuff, mate. It's, it's definitely not my forte. I'm kind of doing the operation side of things and, uh, and kind of, you know, working with Fitz, our brewer, to, to make great stuff. And, I mean, we've been fortunate as well. Judy and Rob, who were here at Checker Spot, were amazing. And they let Fitz come in and, you know, kind of showed him the ropes on the equipment and stuff like that. So we've got off to a really good start, which which I'm super happy about. And I'm sure unless somebody's had too many pints, they can tell that's not like a Dundalk accent you have. <laughs> tell us about where you're from and tell us about the other time you lived in Baltimore and tell us about how excited you are to come back. Yeah, so yeah, not from Dundalk, I'm from Essex. Um, <laughs> no. He's a veteran, he's a veteran. <laughs> no, yeah, obviously from Australia and I came over here originally in 1999, came to Hamden and Roland Park to to play squash of all things, which is a, a silly little game in a very small white room. And, you know, us squash players are well known for enjoying one or six beers after a match. So I've always loved the beer, but moved back to Australia in 2004, five kind of area and have been back there since. So yeah, like I said, it wasn't something where I was like, hey, I'm going to be able to open a brewery real soon. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, a pipe dream down the road. So had it not been for this kind of opening up when the opportunity was presented, I was like, A, I love Baltimore. I had a really great time when I was here 20 something years ago, but it was a really cool opportunity. And, you know, we're just so fortunate with the space here. We're right across the road from the stadium. There's a ton of game day parking. Fed Hill's a super cool neighborhood, tons of people in the area. And there's a real, I don't know, I feel like there's a real brewery culture starting to, to form down in this part of town between the South Baltimore breweries of, you know, Checker Spot and Pickett and Waiko and Suspended. But, and then even Diamondback and Mobtown over the other yeah, side, like, yeah. and everyone's been super lovely. Like, like they've been so helpful and, and so supportive of us coming in, which which I've really loved. But yeah, enjoying being back in in Baltimore, struggling a little bit with the cold, but I'll get used to it again. Especially this last couple of days. We're very cool, and you've obviously lived a much more worldly life than myself and many others. But what was it like trying to pitch to your wife that we're gonna 
hopefully go start a brewery in Baltimore, Maryland. Okay, so that was probably a little more challenging. <laughs> you know, for those who don't know, you know, we have super low crime rates in Australia. There's no 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 shootings or no guns really at all to be to be had. So she was really enjoying the safety and security of our place where the kids could just run down the street and, and go to their friend's place without having to worry about stuff. And, you know, she'd not spent really any time in Baltimore here. And, you know, for people who haven't spent time in Baltimore, they, Baltimore has this reputation whether it's deserve it or not, it's a, a whole nother podcast. But uh, there's some amazing places in this city and it's not as dangerous as everyone makes it out to be. We've settled up at our place and the kids are in school and it's, it's going well. Tell us what kind of beer are you guys doing here and what else makes meat beer unique? Yeah, I look. one thing we looked at was there is a real, I guess, range in the craft beer world of all the different types of craft beers. And I feel like at the, you know, the, down one end, you got the really light mass produced, you know, your Bud Lights, your cores, And at the very other end of that spectrum, you've got your, your dogfish head crazy 16 percenters and all that kind of stuff and i feel like you know there is quite a few breweries that are in that kind of heavier end of the the market and we kind of wanted to come in with the little australian twisters australians per capita are one of the the biggest beer drinkers in the world and we we don't want to have one beer we like to smash a few while we're going after it and so we wanted to make beers that were really easy to drink and so we've introduced a couple of styles that you, you don't see a ton of here but you do see a ton of in australia so we've got a pacific ale which is a, an IPA that's made with some Aussie hops, some, some Vic Secret and some Galaxy hops, which gives it a real passion fruit and citrus aroma and, and the taste is really cool. You know, that one's going really well. Our checkmate Pilsner is really doing well because it's it's an Aussie style German Pilsner. That's I understand how silly that sounds, but <laughs> where it's light and easy to drink, but it's also got a bit of bite about it, yeah. right? We've also done an XPA. So there's a few XPAs around, but you know, an XPA is most of the time when people hear about that, they kind of, you know, ruffle their eyebrows and go, what, what the hell is that? Yeah, I was going to say, what is that again? Yeah. <laughs> so the X stands for extra pale ale. And there's a lot of poetic license with what you mm. want to make the extra. So sometimes the extra is, you know, it's extra pale. Sometimes it's got extra ingredients mm-hmm. or, and as it's got a, a bit extra flavor with the, the darker malt that we use, the caramel malt with the, the hops on the back end. So there's that one going well. And then probably the other one that's not real, you don't see a ton of is an ESB, which technically stands for an English style bitter, but I, I don't know whether that does it just it's probably a bit closer to a stronger kind of lager flavor so yeah yeah and then we've got the others you know you got we got our hazy and our hefeweizen and there are other beers but yeah there's a couple of unique ones in there you're that, certainly making us thirsty. This yeah. sounds really good. And, uh, oh, yeah. Is it too early? Um, <laughs> Never too early. Not for me. <laughs> and I went to London a handful of years ago and had an ESB and remember really liking it. And uh, that's cool. really cool. You're bringing something like here. And I have to ask, and I know we've talked about it before, but Foster's made a big marketing push in America probably 20 years ago. I think yeah. they even linked up with Outback Steakhouse, which might be another thorn in the side of <laughs> Australian Americans. But tell us, does Foster's have a presence? Is there anything you can say about that? Obviously, Foster's yeah. is just incredible. They've done a you know as a marketing outfit they've been amazing right Mm -hmm. and they you know it's still one of the highest selling beers i think in the uk and they sell a ton of beer here Mm -hmm. um interestingly it's really hard to find in australia no one in australia really drinks it um 
they come out with a, a really light beer called Foster's Light Ice in the like early 90s, but I haven't seen a Foster's at a, at a bottle shop or a bar in Australia since maybe like 96 or something like mm. that. So it's been a long time. Mm. But you know, I, like you got to admire how good their marketing was. It was, it was everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, Australian for Beer was, was a really cool campaign. The interesting thing that I think is, is quite funny is Foster's was actually started by two dudes from Long Island <laughs> who, uh, who went they to, uh, to Maryland or Towson. Yeah, they, <laughs> <laughs> they went to Melbourne, Australia and, uh-huh. uh, and opened their brewery and marketed it to the world. It's kind of funny. But, and look, with Outback Steakhouse, you know, we definitely don't want to be a gimmicky kind of thing like mm-hmm. Outback Steakhouse. We, we're a Maryland brewery and, uh, you know, we're born here, but, you know, we've got the little Aussie twist rather than full-on gimmick of, uh, you know, there's no blooming onions here. There's no blooming onions in Australia, by the way, just in case anyone <laughs> was wondering. Outback is definitely like the Olive Garden to Italy to Australia, right? Yeah, oh, totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, that's the best yeah. analogy. <laughs> there you go. But enough of uh, Australian cliches, but I'm definitely excited to try your beers for sure. I mean, just looking at your menu last night on the website and I mean, they all look delicious. And tell us about the, uh, the story of the origin of Slim Hazy. Yeah, well, so we've named it the Slim Dusty Hazy. So all the names of the beers, we've kind of given them a little, you know, throwback to Australia. And Slim Dusty was a, I, I guess, Australia's version of Johnny Cash. So really popular old country music singer with a bit of a sense of humor. And, and he had an incredibly famous song that was written as like a country I guess, tragedy song of, mm. the, you hear the songs of the guys who's, you know, their wife left them. And, but his one was he, he went to a pub with no beer. So, um, <laughs> so there's a famous Slim Dusty song called The Pub With No Beer. If you want to look it up, it's, yeah. it's worth a listen. It's really cool. So now that's a tough day. As yeah. a bit of a nod to, to Slim Dusty <laughs> yeah, and his, awesome. his relationship with beer. We, and, you know, being country Australia, I think Dusty kind of conjures up the, you know, the red center mm. kind of stuff. Yeah. So. Oh, it's a lonesome way. From your kindred and all by the campfire at night, we'll hear the wild dingoes call. But there's a nothing so lonesome, morbid or drear, than to stand in the bar of a pub with no beer. We did a little throwback on all our beers, you know, That's like cool. our Brumby Blonde is named after the ACT Brumbies rugby team, which is also the name of the Baltimore Chesapeake rugby team here. So those boys like smashing a few blondes oh, after nice, uh, nice. after rugby games, which yeah. is cool. <laughs> nice, nice. But yeah, I mean, that's gone really well. And, and we've we've struck it super lucky with our food as well. We've partnered with uh, Woodrow's Barbecue up in Mount Washington, and we're using some of the smoked meat in our recipes here, which are really cool. But uh I ran into a young guy, Owen Pereira, who won junior Top Chef when he is the uh, the first winner of that, a local Baltimore guy. Oh, wow. And, and an incredible, incredible chef. He's just, he's so talented with, with, you know, making food and recipes. And he's young, but we've snagged him here and he's running our kitchen upstairs now. And, and the food coming out, we've put an Aussie meat pie on the menu, which is, you know, steak and mushroom in a, in a pie, which is uniquely Aussie thing. And something called a sausage roll, which is, it's kind of like sausage meat wrapped in pastry, real Australian kind of oh, man. Yeah, food as well. <laughs> and, and then we've done other stuff like, you know, Philly cheesesteak sliders and pulled pork sliders. And, but, oh, I'm so happy That's with awesome. how the food's come out. Oh, man, the food sounds great. The beer sounds great. We're recording this around lunchtime, so I'm starving and thirsty right now. Mm. <laughs> we yeah. should rectify that. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, and you up there? <laughs> yeah, right. So tell us about the, the space in general. So like things you plan to do here in the space, you know, you inherited this from Checker Spots and right, it's yours. Yeah. It's, yeah okay. It was a hostile takeover. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, on that, it's been 
the quite the opposite of hostile is yeah. Judy and Rob could not have <laughs> awesome. been nicer through the whole awesome. situation. They've been so helpful and even just sharing stuff that we didn't have to start with. They, they've really been amazing. So it's oh. well loved throughout all of Baltimore. Uh, there's the a good brewery. reason, yeah. mate. They they yeah. do it. They do an incredible job. They're incredible brewers. They've won the awards to prove it, and, yeah. and just lovely people. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. So we're here in the space now, which is beautiful. So can you talk about a little bit of the maybe even if you want to get into like future events and yeah, you have a beautiful event space up there. I know. Yeah, we got a really great event space upstairs, which we've already had a few events up there have gone really well, which is lovely. You know, we can seat a good 150 people up there, and we got the bar, which is lovely. But yeah, we're going to do a little bit to the space. So we're going to do an internal renovation. We've started a little bit, knocked a wall down and I'm working on some things. We're going to put a big glass wall so you can see out to the brewery from inside the, the tap room which I think adds a little bit to it. And then we're also going to add an area outside. Hopefully it, it all gets approved and the city's okay with our plans, but a deck out the side so that during the nice days you can sit out there, which would be beautiful. And then uh, and then upstairs, you'll be able to walk in upstairs and there's, there's the bars going to be moved. So it creates a little bit more space, brightened up a little bit. And, and then with the views on the outside, I think the space will come along really well. And then the only other thing we're waiting on, we're, we'll get our public hearing in later in December where, where we can play some live music as well. So during game days, we'd love to set up a little tailgate out the front where I think we're going to call it the tailmate. And, you know, play a bit of music and have a bit of fun with, fingers crossed, the Ravens keep winning, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, uh, it's funny because the Ravens have gotten out. I think they got out to like a 7-3 and three start the last three seasons, but it completely kind of fell apart the last two years. Yeah. Knock on wood, I think we've won like two games since that so far. So, uh, so yeah, hopefully, uh, I know Orioles' success, Ravens' success is, is so big for these businesses down here in South Baltimore. And it sounds like you'll have the... The fun challenge of taking on a renovation and running a hospitality business at the same time. Sure, that'll be a joy. Yeah, look, it'll be fun. But yeah, yeah. it definitely adds a buzz when the when the teams are doing well. Uh-huh. I mean, if it's anything of note, the uh, the last two times I've spent time in Baltimore, we won the Super Bowl. So he's back. I'm he's back. back. Yeah, so yeah. fingers crossed. I'm, yeah. the, I'm the lucky charm. <laughs> it's not out of the question um, to happen this year. So. Am I inviting trouble if we don't win now? And <laughs> although that being said, I've never seen the O's do well in, in any time I've been here. And, so, uh, and they're just such an exciting team at the so moment. So let's give right out now. the address real quick. Where they can, uh, <laughs> come, where they can get, find you. Come and pick it here. You can pick it here as long as you buy a beer while you're at it. <laughs> That's so. right. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not quite the, uh, the English hooligans when it comes to the Ravens. They're passionate. Thank God. But they'll, uh, they'll just cheer you and say maybe next year, which is the... Uh, Official slogan of the Orioles, maybe next year. Maybe next year, right? <laughs> well, you know, it's yeah. looking good. So, no, look, I love the buzz. And, you know, I was, I was blown away by I'd never really experienced tailgating before. And I got here on that first first day when I think we were playing the Lions where we, and you know, people were tailgating at 8 a.m. for a one o'clock game. I was like, wow, these guys are <laughs> yeah. hardcore. But we've had a lot of people who, while they're tailgating, they're, you know, to get out of the cold, they just come inside and have a beer or two and, yeah. you know, a pie or a sausage roll or a slider or something. Yeah. They, they're yeah. back outside to the tailgate. Yeah. Away yeah. we go. So it's pretty cool. I love yeah. it. But I have to ask, because we are uh, surrounded by tracks for the light rail and CSX and Mark Train and all that. And when my boys were younger, this was their favorite spot to go as they could watch a Mark Train and a light rail go back. Is the, is the trains any bit of an attraction or what's it like being at a, a business that's literally, I think I'm looking out 60 feet out to a train track right now. Yeah, it's real close. Look, as that as that CSX train comes past, it, uh, it, it sounds its horn and it's bloody loud right it, it really you know if you're on a phone call it's it's done for the next 20 seconds but um, <laughs> we're lucky we haven't heard it yet yeah. but uh, yeah the kids love it right like every yeah. time they hear the horn they all rush to the window yeah. to check out the train and <laughs> yeah uh, my kids love that kind of stuff yeah. it's all i got a boy who's 
all into trains. Could you, you tie in some kind of promotion to that? Like uh, every time the train horn sounds, you get, to, you know. We, we've been joking about yeah. a, a betting pool. <laughs> Finish your like, checkmate every time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've been joking about a betting pool or something like yeah. that. But no, we haven't, we haven't pulled the trigger on anything no, yet. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, I have another cliche Australian question, but I have to ask. ACDC, NXS, Midnight Oil, Crowded House, or Men at Work? Favorite Australian band? Or none of the above? No. <laughs> okay, so... You kind of screwed me up here because of that list, I I'm definitely love Crowded House. Like oh, it's yeah. so amazing. But Crowded House, like quite a few things, are uh, originally Kiwis that we've claimed for our own. Russell Crowe's also the same, but they can have him back. <laughs> <laughs> no, just a joke. If Russ actually owns a football team in Australia. He's a real cool dude. Oh. But yeah, I, look, I love me some Crowded House. I really like Midnight Oil. In Excess is classic. Yeah. It's a hip-hop group from Australia oh, that yeah. I really like at the moment called the Hilltop Hood that rap with an Aussie accent. So if you're in for a bit of a laugh. Hilltop hoods. Yeah. Check them out. Yeah, Yeah. they're pretty funny. (laughs) Awesome. You guys just said you're going for live music here. So any chance of bands with like an Australian twist to them? Yeah, I've actually spoken to a couple of guys and I gave one of the guy a a bit of a playlist. I'm like, mate, you need to learn as many of these songs as you can to come back. Yeah, we've got a couple of plans to to add a live music night and an open mic and some stuff like that, as well as, you know, game days, putting some music outside for tailmates. Yeah. What are your hours? During the week, we've been closed on Mondays to do a bit of renovation stuff. And then during the week, we open at four in the afternoon, usually stay till, till around about 10. And then on the weekends, we've been opening around lunchtime. So at noon and going pretty late most nights. I think one of the one of the Ravens games finished and everyone wanted to hang out and drink and, and celebrate. And I think we were here till about one. We, we're licensed till 2 a.m. We try and stay open as late as possible to mm-hmm. give people a chance to come and try the beer. Yeah. And the Orioles just announced that all Saturday games next year will be at four or 4.30, whatever it was. But either way, I think right. that's a good timing for local businesses because people can hit businesses before and after the game. Whereas if it was a seven o'clock game, more than likely be going home afterwards. So hopefully that'll be a nice boost for South Baltimore businesses. I didn't know about that. That's really exciting because, yeah, I think the ability to a four o'clock game with the yeah. speed the games have been going at the moment. Yeah. Right, we'll, you know, we'll have people back here. I guess, yeah, right for in dinner. time for dinner. Yeah, which would be really cool. I want to wish everybody a happy holiday season. And Jeff, thank you so much for letting us come into your beautiful space here and and record today. No, I appreciate you guys coming down. But yeah, yeah, just so everyone knows as well, Sandra in Australia doesn't come down this chimney. He comes in on a surfboard, so. (laughs) Of course he would. (laughs) Right through the new clean inner harbor. Yeah, yeah, yeah.